0: Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of My Weirdest Experience Podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you, and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience, and it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have Wendy Fidan here. She is a full-time freelance illustrator and designer living in Amherst, Ohio. She graduated from the Cleveland Institute of Art, where she also teaches continuing education courses for teens and adults. Wendy launched her own design company for publishing in 2021 named Create A Way Design and Publishing to act as a book shepherd, helping other authors through the self-publishing process. She has 14 indie published books under her belt so far, mostly picture books, which she's also illustrated, but she also has her own novel series called Somewhere in Between to explore her personal interest in the paranormal. Welcome to the show, Wendy.
1: Thank you, Tina. I'm so glad to be here.
0: So Wendy is full of weird and unusable experiences, but we're going to start off with um her angel communication and how she got into that and maybe some of the more interesting readings that she's done and communicated with the angels.
1: All right. Thank you. Yeah, this is a topic that I really enjoy speaking about. I actually went into the whole angel communication world with my friend, Polly Polly. And she and I kind of got into it around the same time. And I don't know what it was that we that made us gravitate towards it. I think we just found each other at the right time regarding it. We just I think neither of us realized that each other had those interests. And we decided to take this trip up to Canada uh, with Doreen, Doreen Virtue's son, Charles Virtue. He was having some kind of a weekend. Uh, retreat going on and we decided to go there and it wasn't until the trip back that we realized the only reason why we went there in the first place was to support each other to <laughs> so, so support the other one who was going oh so, so you're just
0: like was, acting like a buddy support exactly. buddy for the weekend
1: <laughs> exactly we're, so you know we, we were talking in the car afterwards and we were like like, oh, I went because I thought you would want to do this. <laughs> both of us were saying that to each other. And then we both ended up getting a lot out of it. Uh, but actually, I'm realizing that my very first um, introduction into it, I think, was was with my friend Kim McBride, which I met through a Toastmasters club. She, um, uh, Kim, she actually announced uh, came out of the closet psychically to our toastmaster's club and announced that she was a psychic medium and she uh, privately talked to me about because I had approached her I said, oh I think that's fascinating that's very interesting. I've always been interested in that topic And she said, well, would you be interested in, in being my guinea pig because I'm going to be doing a, a three-day, Light intensive workshop. And I thought, well, that sounds very interesting. I don't know what a light worker is even. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so through uh, working with her, uh, I, I was able to understand a lot more about intuition and how it works and um, just the idea of, of light working in general and how you know you, know, you use. You know, I know it was just it really helped me a lot to broaden my understanding of intuition and how powerful it really is because intuition is something I always knew that was a part of me but I, I never really thought of it as um, a power tool <laughs> a, a way I, I never realized how important it really was and I think it was that that class that I had with Kim which made me understand more about how um, how intuition really is kind of like how I hear um, God voices and angel communication, that kind of thing, um, where I receive information and able to um, realize it. So um, I think that was my real wake up call. uh, When I uh, had that experience with her, one of the one of the funny little things that I had going on there with with her workshop was one of the things that she had us practice a little bit was um, was a little bit of mediumship communication and I had never done anything like that before I didn't think I had I I thought you had to have a gift in order to do that kind of thing so I had a lot of roadblocks inside me to prevent me from really getting uh, fully open to it but I decided to practice it anyway, as she asked us all to do in her class. So I approached a lady at work and I said, hey, I'm supposed to do this little practice thing. Do you mind doing it with me for about 20 minutes just to see what happens? Uh, I said, I kind of have to do a little meditation thing to get myself into the <laughs> mode, I guess. And uh, she said, sure, okay, I'll go along with it. She said, this sounds kind of interesting. So I just sat with her for 20 minutes, and I basically just uh, tried to clear myself, I guess. <laughs> so, and the thing is, I kept I, I would I would hear little things now and then, or things would come into my head, like you know, and I would like, and I'd just say, "Oh, shut up! I need to clear myself." <laughs> so I was real. After after a while, I realized, okay. I'm clearing out a uh, lot more than I should I guess. I <laughs> didn't really yeah. understand what clearing really meant. Um and if, so there was a moment in that little session that I had with her where the name Beth came to me and the lady that I was with her name was Laura. So I I I mumbled I, I was like well I'm supposed to say anything that comes to me so I'll just say it I'll say the word Beth so I kind of mumbled it I just mumbled the word Beth and uh, afterwards when we were done I said yeah I guess nothing really happened I don't know what that word Beth was all about and she said what so I guess she didn't hear me because I was mumbling the word that was kind of you know being very insecure about it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she said uh you, you heard the word Beth I said yeah and she said well um my <laughs> my middle name is Elizabeth she said <laughs> and my mother used to call me Beth <laughs> so I was this, that was a wow moment for me right there. Yeah, finally realized, oh, wow, something's going on here. That's very interesting. And um, maybe there's something to this. (laughs) So I think that really did help me to understand a little bit more that, okay, uh, I need to trust more. I need to trust more about what's coming through. And I did know I had a lot of, a lot of trust issues with myself. Um, as far as, you know, that's, that's really the biggest obstacle that I had was the trust of, of not wanting to really trust what was going through and not, not fully understanding that, um, what was coming through. It wasn't about me. (laughs) Right. I, I I had to get me out of the way. That's a hard thing to do when you're just starting. I
0: I learned that early on because I took some mediumship classes years and years ago and everybody would practice on each other and I remember yeah you have to really trust yourself and have faith that you're getting really good you're getting good information and so I saw like um, I saw a king a man sitting in a throne with a crown and I said I see a king and the woman I was working with said, I know who that is, oh. and I said, who is it? And she's like, that's my father. He used to joke around that he was the king, and he would put a crown on, you know, and so uh, I I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I see. I see a man sitting on the throne, and um, uh, I guess I could have just said man with a crown on his head with you know so I wouldn't interpret it too much but she mm. she knew exactly what I was talking about
1: very interesting yeah and there there are times when I, I so I developed um I developed this over time I, I I was able to finally learn how to get myself out of the way and I started doing these um I started doing angel card readings, which was really fun. Uh, I would just do them for myself, and I would practice on my friend Polly. We would practice on each other, and finally, I thought, you know, I'm I'm going to see if I can do this professionally. Let's just give it a try and see uh, see how it goes. So um, I actually built out built up some um, confidence in that in that area and actually started doing parties, little events and things, which was, uh, very out of my comfort zone, but I, I was wanting to challenge myself. So I had some amazing experiences doing that. And then I had a really weird experience doing that. Which was, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm on the right show for that.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about I, that one. Yeah.
1: This is something I haven't uh, mentioned to you yet, but I, one of the gigs that I ended up getting was for a bachelorette party. And um, one thing that I always do with my angel card readings is i I like to I have a specific deck that I use as I call a gift card in in which i uh, I basically give the person uh, after the reading is over with, i I flip over the last card, and that's the card that they get to keep and take oh, with them and okay. a memento. And as this kind of like tangible thing to kind of take back with them um, a message that overall embodies the reading that we had together. So I do that with everybody. And um, the, the lady who was, um, uh, who was the, I guess the you know, subject of the bachelorette party, the bride to be, I did my reading for her and then, and then when I flipped over the card that was supposed to be her gift card it was the caution card. <laughs> Talk about having to like, it. Was that, that was a moment that I'll never forget. And I, I, I basically was like, take what you want from this. <laughs> because right now I'm feeling so embarrassed that this card came up here. I just, I, I feel so much emotion inside me i i just can't clear myself enough to really you know so this card came up for you i don't know what it's gonna, you know at that point i just i i just was too clogged i guess you know emotionally to really um because it was surprised me so much that, that 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 would come up and i was a little ticked off that the angels were <laughs>
0: Wow. So that's tough because you want to, do you, you want to give them an honest, you know, reading, but this woman's about to get married. so
1: In retrospect, I probably, you know, I don't know. It was one of those moments where I was, I was like, I am feeling too much right now to really get a clear idea of what this really means for you. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to get yourself out of the way <laughs> uh, yeah
0: and I get I get I can relate to that because yeah. I've I've gotten frustrated because sometimes you you know that you have angels and guides but sometimes you wish you got more help than yeah. you're getting so I do this little thing where like I shake my fist and say you better be helping me <laughs> <laughs> And I just get laughed at. So (laughs) then they, then they tell me, well, Tina, you wanted, you wanted a challenge. You like a challenge. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but it kind of sucks right now. So you better be helping me.
1: That's true. We can get a little ticked off with our (laughs) angels sometimes.
0: (laughs) They don't care. They're like, you know, right yeah oh, I'm, I'm in the that's angelic dimension nothing nothing upsets me <laughs> you can say whatever you want little human
1: <laughs> oh man that's right exactly So, what
0: ended up happening with her did is she happily married Do you i know? know
1: i i i i was i was asked by someone else uh before about that and i wish i i wish i wish i knew <laughs> i i i kind of removed myself uh, from, from communication after that i was so i think i was just feeling a little embarrassed that that happened and i was like oh dear what must this lady think about me <laughs> my uh insecurities kind of went kaboom a little bit after that um
0: but, you just say, you know, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just a messenger. Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm not exactly. controlling what cards come out or what you choose, or it's all the guides and that's angels. Right. That's so right.
1: Exactly.
0: Remove yourself from the responsibility.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should say that in advance.
0: <laughs> disclaimer. Right.
1: Disclaimer. Yes. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> But yeah, it's very interesting how and uh, I've had a couple experiences where, I mean, n- normally, as far as like how I receive things, I I I learned that I'm more of a clear sentient where I feel things, mm-hmm. um, and but every once in a while there will be the audio things that um, that happen to me, and it's not something. It was very interesting when I first started experiencing those things where. It's not the ears that hear for me anyway. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's that way for everybody, but for me, I, maybe because maybe since I'm so sensitive, I actually feel where the, where the information comes through and it's through the, it's like the brain of the stem of my brain. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, It's, I've actually almost felt the energy coming through from that area into my brain. Um, it's very kind of strange. It's very strange, but, and and then I hear it inside my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not with my ears and that's happened, um, a couple times very pro- profoundly. And, uh, one of those was when I, um, uh, was going through that situ- situation with my friend, Kim, taking that course with her. Uh, one of the things that she asked us to do one evening was to like, when you get home, I want you to, excuse me, I'm going to take a sip of water real quick. <laughs> when I, she said, when, when you get home, before you go to bed, uh, ask, um, ask if there's a message for you and um, you'll see, see if anything comes through for, you know, to, well, she you know had us, um, get into that zone you know where we could be um, fully open and so I did that and I was laying down in bed and I remember my back was facing the open room and uh, and that's when I felt that message come in and the voice said (sighs) it was it said are you sure you're ready for this (laughs) And I remember feeling once again a little ticked off (laughs) what is that supposed to mean (laughs) I really was like really what is that supposed to mean what am I supposed to like does that you know so of course my insecurity bubbled up there again I was like do you not think I'm ready for this is that why you're asking
0: me this (laughs) yeah
1: you know, uh, is this like a word of caution? You know, it did sound very cautionary to me. Uh-huh. So, at the moment I, you know, I was like, well, why are you telling me this when I'm already feeling a lot of insecurities about this, and I'm trying to get rid of my baggage? Um, and in retrospect, I do believe what it was was more of a not so much of a caution message, but as as a reflection, to just ask myself once again, just to kind of ask myself, where am I? in my development um, and just to kind of do that self-reflection just like are you sure you're ready for this it's not not so much but I I took it more as a judgment (laughs) (laughs) at the time so I was a little unhappy about my message.
0: (laughs) Some, Some of the more annoying messages in the beginning was like you know, like my Reiki teacher would give me messages or I got a lot of readings, you know, early on when I was exploring everything and I would get messages like, um, oh, you're just starting,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, or, you, you know, this is just the beginning of your journey. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that annoyed me, but
1: <laughs> I get it actually, you know, I understand that. Like, that oh, you're
0: yeah. you're a beginner, but I'm not really, because I know that I've done a lot of stuff in other lifetimes and 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 I've accomplished my mission many times. And you know, but in the beginning, they were just like, Oh, you're just starting. You're just you're just beginning. And me, I'm like, well, let's get to it then, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that totally makes me think. Actually, of um, when I was um, when I was in high school, and I would be approached, and I was going to different colleges and having them look at my artwork because I wanted to go to these different art schools. And the feedback I kept getting was, "You have potential," (laughs) and I hated that. That totally makes me think that uh, of the same kind of feeling that I had about that, where. well, you suck now, but you have the, the, you might, you might be able to do something later on. That's what you could, be, potential you meant could be
0: good someday, but you're not right now. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's what it meant to me. At the, yes, that's exactly what it, so that's, I, I feel, I feel, I feel
0: that. <laughs> so the, the funny thing is the message that I get more recently now is, you know what to do, Tina. Mm. So I ask questions and they'll go, You know what to do. Mm. So That's
1: kind of frustrating too, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like, Fine, this is what I'm going to do. You know, <laughs> this is what I feel like doing. Um, but, you know, sometimes they warn me too. You know, they say, No, this is not a good time for that. Because yeah. I tend to be, I'm, I'm pretty ambitious. And I want to do big things and, and sometimes they put the kibosh on it and they're like, the timing's not good for that one, you know, and then I'll forget about it and move on to something else, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, what's really good about being in touch with your angels and about being in touch with those, um, that type of communication is it, it really does help give you, um, that ability to kind of think, okay, where am I? Where do I need to be? Um, Just, it gives you that ability to check in, you know?
0: Yeah, and when, if you're, if you're familiar with their guides and you've been working with them for years, like one of them, one of the ones that comes through for me a lot is the goddess Isis. Hmm. If she tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, even if I'm not happy about it. Huh. So one time I was in this group program and the, the, um, the leader of the program pissed me off and I just wanted to quit, you know, like she crossed my boundaries and that was it. And I don't want to be in this program anymore. And ISIS came through and she's like, just stick with it for two more weeks. Mm. And she said, there's something that you need to hear. Or something you need to learn. She didn't tell me what it was. She just said, stick with it for two weeks and then you can quit. And I was so mad. I was like, fine. <laughs> I will listen to you, but I'm really mad right now. And in two weeks, I wasn't mad anymore. And I just decided to continue, which I'm glad because I learned a lot about myself in that program.
1: Okay. But, you know, but
0: sometimes they come through and you don't want you that's not what you want to hear, you know. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Especially when you really are gung ho about what you want to do and yes. you get that, you know, caution message. Yeah.
0: <laughs> are you sure you want to do this?
1: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. And then there's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell this other story about, um, then I, 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 like, I feel like where, you know, where ISIS is your guide. Uh, I, I think my, like, I go, I, I think I tend to go, go like rights to write to God with my, with some of my messages. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I, like the first message. I wasn't sure if it was God's voice talking to me it could have just been an angel Um, because it was, I don't know, it just seemed a little less authoritative, I guess, because of asking me a question instead of, you know, telling me something profound. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, but the second time it happened to me, I had, um, I had been released from my job. I was laid off and it was a real, um, it was what I really wanted but I was of course but it had been 10 and a half years with this company and uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do next I wasn't completely set up as a freelance artist yet so um, I was in this process of really wondering what I was going to do next and uh, really feeling in this limbo Um, and I, I was writing i was in the process of writing a blog entry about how i was feeling and then as i was typing i could clearly hear a voice um once again through that brainstorm um saying haven't i always taken care of you
0: yeah that <laughs> sound, I, that sounds like creator
1: yeah definitely i was like because it was i you know i was like okay this is someone pretty big talking to me here and I know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, so um, I just, I just, the tears started coming and I just, as I, as I was typing, I actually, actually found the blog entry as before we were talking here, I, I was able to look it up and I actually found it because it was in, it's in a retired blog that I, I don't use anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I actually wrote down, I actually said, I can hear A voice softly in my head already haven't I always taken care of you and I remember the tears were flowing out of my eyes at that point
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it just it struck me so emotionally and so profoundly and I was like yeah you really have (laughs) you really have and I don't know why I should be worrying right now about anything because you know (laughs) I yeah why
0: I, why do I even bother to worry? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This uh, is what one of my favorite sayings is the universe has your back. Yeah. yeah. Or I ask someone, do you believe the universe has your back?
1: Because
0: mm. mm. I will tell you 100% it does. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be clear about what you want. That's true. And then put your energy into it to make it happen
1: that's right that's right
0: have you ever asked a question in your head and got an answer not expecting an answer but you got a guidance and an answer
1: yeah not a um not the voice part not the actual voice but um but yeah I, I I think just it's more of one of those intuition things and um as I've learned to trust more what's coming through to me um, with just those soft voices that affect more my, you know, my clear audience or my clear, uh, sorry, uh, sentience where I'm feeling. Yeah. That's more where the messages come for me because um, I'm definitely more of a clear sentient uh, where. I think that's where I'm I'm the strongest because I think because I trust my feelings the most, because I connect my feelings more with my intuition. And I, I think it comes it comes when well, I think where it comes down to your core beliefs, maybe it's like I think that comes to where whatever you trust more is where the universe knows that's where how the, it needs to get to you.
0: Or maybe um, that's where you had the most practice. And that's yeah. that's what you mastered was the clairsentient. So For me, it's the same, you know, my whole life I could block everything else, but I couldn't block my feeling Mm. no matter how hard I tried, it would push on through.
1: That is very true. That is so true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's it. (laughs) I love conversations like this. I, I learned so much just by listening to other people and like, oh yeah, I think that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, if I reflect back on my history, like I think I was getting messages the whole time in different ways, like pictures and feelings and maybe voices, don't know, but I didn't know what they meant. And so I would immediately dismiss it. Oh, that's odd. Yeah. Dismissed. Uh, why do I see this person's face? I don't know who this is. Dismissed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> until, you, until you start realizing, you start getting some training and practice and realize this actually means something. You may not be able to figure out what it means, but it does mean something.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's
0: exactly
1: right. It, 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 all, it all, once again, comes down to trust. You know, what, what do you trust the most?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, you see, what you
0: hear what you feel um yeah yeah and I and I think before I was completely open so anything was coming through and now I've built up my energy field where I only open the door when I want to mm-hmm. get the that kind of info Then yeah, otherwise the door is closed yeah
1: yeah
0: a funny example of that actually happened this morning because I got a massage this morning and my massage therapist is very talented. He's, you know, got some of the Claire's and he says, hey, did you know there's a ghost in the building? <laughs> oh,
1: after um, you me away. <laughs> now you tell me. Well, <laughs> I was
0: like, I didn't pick up on it at all. Wow. So he's like, yes, I've seen him. Other people have seen him. We see, I've seen him walking through the walls. He has a cowboy hat and he's like, he doesn't seem to know that people are seeing him. You know, he doesn't seem to be aware. And sometimes I see a shadow, like a shadow at the corner of the eye and stuff like that. I had no idea. I didn't pick up on it at all.
1: Interesting.
0: Because I'm not—that's not—I'm not not gonna be picking it up because there's no reason, unless he comes in my face and says, "Hey," (laughs) yeah, probably not gonna notice him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I often wonder about those things um, because I do believe that they're that they're around, yeah, and um, what is it that helps? some people pick that up and some people not you
0: know Um, it's ability to to push out your feeling your sense your psychic senses out so your your energy field's like a bubble and if you push the energy field out Mm -hmm. you pick up more information right and when you pull it in it's close to your body you're not going to pick up on it so if i'm i'm getting massaged I, I stay in my body. I know friends that go fly somewhere else, but mm-hmm. I stay in my body on a massage table because I want to be present with how my body feels yeah. as a result of the massage. So that's me staying present. is like staying in my body. Yeah. So I'm not like next door or in the ethers or something. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Same. I, I, once again, you know, wanting to feel uh, and be present and what's going on and what my body's feeling. Yeah. I get guess. Yeah.
0: That. So you're an artist, which is a wonderful thing. I'm an artist too. I didn't go to school, although I wish I had, <laughs> <laughs> but so cause you're connected in this way like what's your mission on the planet what's what's been the guidance so far on Uh, what you're accomplishing here
1: yeah thank you i yeah i really do believe that the things that the passions that we pick up when we're young um and in you know uninhibited by you know rules or the world or whatever I do believe that we should pay attention to those things and not dismiss those things so like like oh that's just kid dreams or whatever luckily um what I always wanted to do when I was little was write and illustrate my own books and um I'm just very very glad that I did not give up on that dream and now I'm actually doing that It's not my full-time job, but it's, it's something that gives me quite a lot of satisfaction and, um, I love it. It just makes me so happy. And now I guess my, um, what I do with that is I, you know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm using that, that love to, um, to spread, you know, basically all this, um, kind of the stuff that we're talking about (laughs) right right now you know some of that I've put uh, I'm putting that in uh, my current novel series the somewhere in between and uh, of course in my the picture books that I do I don't have so much that but it's um, but I really love to promote creativity and um, and share that with people share any of those inspirations that come to me in the middle of the night when those angels give me those messages which can be kind of annoying but <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what you tell them don't wake you up at night and they don't they don't bother me at night
1: That's right they don't do I I did the same I, and yeah. now the, to be honest now I I kind of miss that because I when I'm a, when I'm in that waking mode when I'm awake and you know I, I I don't get the inspiration as easily,
0: (laughs) but it's hard. Well, if you're inspired in the middle of the night, most likely you can't get up and follow the inspiration. So how about inspire me during the day when I can do something about it? But there was a time when I kept waking up at four, four, four AM every night. Yes. And, and I knew it was the angels. And after a while I was like, this is lovely. That I, that you're telling me you're here, but I have to sleep. Yes. <laughs> Love you, but please don't wake me up. Oh. I know you're here. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh my goodness. Yes, I have to tell you this this weird story. That's pretty cool. Um, I I woke up at I was wait I was awakened at uh 3:33 in the morning one time, and. <laughs> um it was it was this epiphany that kind of started to take form in my in my mind I started just this thought process started happening where I always wanted to write about depression in some way um, and I was like, well, how can I write about it were it not being completely depressing and you know what I wanted to talk about the journey I, I, was, or I guess what I I wanted to talk about it, but I didn't know how to talk about it. And finally some, it started to form at 3.33 in the morning. It began to take form. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it. It, it, it bugged me and bugged me and bugged me. It's, it, and it's, I started to realize, okay, I can talk about how you get out the different stages there are in getting out of depression mm-hmm. and how to, how to stay out, you know, how not to go backwards and how to go forwards instead. And somehow, and these messages just kept coming to me and it kept forming and, and solidifying and solidifying. I look at the clock again, it's 4.44. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I really don't want to get out of bed. But I can't stop thinking about this. Before I know it, it's five 5.55. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm getting yep. out of bed. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go to the computer. I'm going to write all this down. And luckily I, I was, I was just in the very last sentence of writing all of this stuff down. And then finally, one of my kids wakes up <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. Time to get like, oh, wow. up for school. So I was like, okay, this was, I couldn't, because at that point I had everything fully formed and solidified. And I was like, I know exactly what this is going to be. It's not going to be very long, but it's going to be concise and exactly what I want to communicate. And um, I was able to just whip it out before the kids got out of bed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because sometimes the message doesn't come in as a voice. It comes in in what you see, Mm. you know, like numbers or sometimes it's something someone says to you or maybe near you. Like a nearby conversation
1: Mm
0: -hmm. so so things like that could all be messages right
1: yes I was really uh into that whole signs and wonders thing for quite a long time I actually like even put a little mini course together about signs and wonders because I was like into it and um my my friend Polly she was into the numbers thing so she was like oh 333 this means this 444 that means that (laughs) and um it was really fun and uh so I know all about the whole eleven eleven. 11 and when you see eleven eleven, 11 you know people have different ways of 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 thinking about the whole eleven eleven 11 thing and um uh, to me when I, I I've been seeing it eleven eleven 11 a lot more lately and to me I what it means to me is is that I'm in sync um, yeah If I just happen to look at the clock and it's 444 or 555 or 1111, I'm like, I I feel like, okay, good, good. That's an affirmation for me. Just knowing that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing Um, just because I happen to look at the clock at just that moment Mm -hmm. uh, that to me, that, that really is a sign. If you, if you, so if you're seeing 555 or 333 for, you know, 1111 uh it really is a sign that you're listening clearly and um you're, on the,
0: right you're on the right track keep exactly. going also also pay attention to what you're thinking about when you see the number cuz that being may be meaningful too
1: that's true exactly
0: yeah. cuz and- i i had a guest on this show it hasn't published yet but he woke up every night at 333 a.m. for a year
1: whoa uh, oh, now that is interesting and <laughs> then
0: and then he ended up seeing a vision I think it was his father or, or a dream or something and then he stopped waking up at 333 but he became obsessed with understanding what the numbers meant and yeah. so he went down the rabbit hole and started <sighs> doing all these calculations and meanings and numbers backwards and forwards and he and he's like I don't even like math (laughs) so his name is Garrett King Um, but we still message each other because I just messaged him yesterday I said for a while was seeing a lot of sixes and he and I messaged him maybe a month or two ago I was like you know I'm seeing a lot of sixes and he's like what me too (laughs) And then yesterday, I said, it kind of stopped. And then it started again, I started seeing sixes again, and we kind of discussed it. And we think the six sixes means can mean that you're too stuck on the material world and material things. Yeah. But what what we came to the conclusion together was, we feel like it means the secrets are being uncovered. Interesting. So whatever's been hidden is coming out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's interesting how these numbers, you know, I, you know, I, I appreciate, of course, the whole numerology, um, you know, how, you know, my friend Polly was really into that and she was able. you know, I, I appreciate that. I, through her, I have this understanding of what certain numbers are supposed to mean, but I also do believe in what you're saying, which is, you know, um, they can communicate all kinds of different things, you know, to us. Um, Yeah. It could be a
0: personal meaning, not something you look up on the internet after a while. Like, like I'll see, I'll see 724 a lot. And that's the time I was born. Wow. And I would, it's like a, it's like a a love note from the universe here, Tina, we know you were (laughs) born at this time and we're just celebrating you right now. And look at the clock. I it's 724 that. I've seen it on license plates you know wow. Face- Facebook's good for that you can see a lot of numbers pop up on Facebook oh like yeah likes and comments look at the numbers yeah. coming up
1: <laughs> that's interesting so yeah anyone who's listening here yeah I think we'll, we'll, everyone's gonna start paying attention to that now yeah <laughs> like as, as am i yeah because it's not just the clock we pay attention the most to the clock i guess but uh because that's what we're interested in is what time it is but yeah if you start uh to pay attention to all these other things like yeah that's where you can get those messages too
0: yeah yeah so, and one of the other numbers that pops up a lot for me is the mary number which is 512 and the mary magdalene number which is 513 And I've been, um, actually, I'm working on my own book, which I want to talk to you after this recording. But it's basically all the shamanic journeys and soul retrievals I've done in the past seven years. And it's about what the spirit world is like, you know, when you journey into the spirit world. And it's not only the spirit world, I really think you're going into different timelines.
1: Mm.
0: But uh, one of the journeys told me about the numbers and he said every time you see those numbers it means you're on the right track all right and I see those numbers all the time it's nuts like you ever watch like I did this the other day yesterday I paused a show and it was 44 minutes and 44 seconds in I'm like (laughs) how do I do this stuff (laughs) wow Yeah. So it's really fun. I think it's just part of the magic of, of being alive to have fun with this stuff. So let's talk a little bit about your book because, um, what's the name of the title of the book?
1: Yes. It's called somewhere in between.
0: Yeah. So is it a, is it a, the boy, the main character, does he pass away?
1: Yes. And that's not a spoiler because it happens in chapter one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So he goes to this in between place. So is this in between earth and, and say heaven or the other side?
1: Yes, basically, he's given the opportunity in in the very beginning to either come into the light, passing over into the light, or to stay behind. And he's shocked at the point he's he's actually surprised to realize that he has a choice that it you know, he, like, that's something that's an interesting thing to me because, you know, I grew up thinking that maybe you don't have a choice and you go, you know, wherever you go. Uh, So that was, uh, so that's in that's at the very beginning. He has, he has that opportunity and he decides to stay behind instead of, going into the light because he's he believes that his sister because he was in the car accident is she was in the car accident as well his little sister so he thought you know i'm just going to wait and see and wait wait until she passes and then i'll go maybe i can cross over with her when her light comes
0: so so, so. what inspired you to write this book and where did mm-hmm. you get your information about this in between place
1: let's see i well i've always believed of course that um i've i've been thinking i think a lot about you know like what is what is the afterlife i like i like imagining like what what actually does happen when we die and i love hearing about you know p i was doing a lot of research about um near-death experiences, Mm -hmm. what other people, what people experience and everyone seems to experience something different, but there's always that light, you know, Um, but as far as what really made me want to write this book, I, I've always wanted, it's interesting, I brought up the topic of depression earlier, (laughs) because that's, I think, what the core uh, motivation was for me to write this this book series it was is kind of funny to think about because it's actually a very lighthearted series because it's uh it's told from the point of view of junior high school kids mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's very light it has a very stranger things flavor to it i like putting a lot of humor into my writing um, but i i also love uh, bringing in these very interesting subjects that make you think um like um as far as the topic of depression goes, I kind of brought that in because I really, what brought me, I think, out of my depression when I was uh, a teenager was the belief and understanding that um, it wasn't all me. It wasn't all my fault that this depression was happening to me. Like I, or I, it was, it was like, I was allowing that negative energy to, to take a hold of
0: me. Mm -hmm.
1: And that was very empowering for me instead of feeling like this is something that I have no control of because I have, you know, um, you know, I have suffered from depression quite a lot in my life, which I know a lot of people do. And it's something that keeps, if you're, if, if it's something that is, um, that happens a lot to you, that you do know that that's a weakness that you have. And, um, it's important to be aware of that and to, um, and to, I, I just think it's very empowering to realize that you can't, you have the power to inside you to, um, to say no to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what this, what the, I guess what I wanted to bring through with this story of the in-between is that there are these dark entities. There are these dark, uh, things that, uh, that can take control of you. If you are weak enough to allow them to.
0: Mm -hmm. That is the truth.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's all about the power of the power of light, the power of love, uh, over darkness. Um, that really darkness doesn't have a chance if you shower it with light um, and love, it really doesn't have a shot Mm -hmm. at all. Um, But the thing is, we just have to realize that that light is there. We have to use it and utilize and we have to overcome that darkness in order to find that light again inside ourselves um, and use it to fight off that darkness that's trying to, you know, take over us sometimes.
0: So I teach a lot of people how to shield their energy fields. Mm -hmm. You know, just to build up that muscle so that they're not so open, walking around open and picking up on all this crappy stuff out there, you know, energies and emotions and stuff. And one of the more advanced techniques I teach is going into your heart chakra and Mm -hmm. pushing out your heart energy out. And you literally repel anything that is not going to resonate with that high vibration
1: nice
0: yeah Yeah. so that's what I do now I don't even I don't even shield anymore I pull Mm -hmm. I push out my energy
1: Hmm. well that's really powerful yeah that's something that I'm still uh that I I've been working on myself because I've been going through some some personal struggles and um I feel like you know, my light has been waning a little bit lately. So, uh, I've, I've been enforcing my shield a little bit more lately. Yeah. Uh, So in order to, I guess, uh, not allow any more darkness in, um, so yeah, I'm working on building that life back up again. And the conversations like this really help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also with, with the depression, you said it was a weakness, but sometimes it can be a strength. For example, I just finished this amazing book called I know it in my bones mm. and the author, Stephanie Fu, she was severely abused when she was young and then she got complex PTSD. Yeah. And most of the book is about her healing journey and trying to figure out why she thought she was so broken. You know what I mean? And in the end, she realized that when COVID hit, she was calmer than most people because she actually had a legitimate fear. There was a legitimate fear to feel this way now. So that's why she would be calmer than everybody else because she was used to dealing with all her fears, right? And she actually had something tangible now to be afraid of, which she wasn't really even afraid of it because this was nothing compared to what she's gone through. So she said, I was this person that would get triggered by little things, but then a big thing happened like this. And I was like counseling everybody else.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I really do love is is when when you go through those dark moments of your life, you'd really do have something very valuable inside you after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it doesn't feel that way, but for me it's like, well, what can I take out of this terrible depression that I had? And one powerful thing that I'm very very grateful. I am grateful that I went through it and have gone through it a couple times. Um what I love about it is that at least that means I can relate to other people who are going through the same thing and, and I know what not to say to them.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And even know, more yeah. than
0: that, if you found anything that helped you or helped to heal you in your journey, you share it exactly. with others and it helps them.
1: Yeah. And I think it just even it can even just help another person who's going through it in the moment. To just know that someone else understands. And it's all you have to do sometimes is just say, man, I hear you. I feel you. And, you know, I, I hate that you're feeling this way, but I, I understand. I yeah. understand. And sometimes that's all someone else needs to know is that there's someone who, who understands them.
0: Actually, if you can actually hold space for someone, mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of healing can happen. And you don't even have to do anything or try anything. It's yeah. just allowing that person to feel safe.
1: That's right. Without absorbing yeah. their energy, without. Right, yeah, exactly. right,
0: right. So again, in that book, she she had finally got a therapist that really helped her. But what he was doing was he was sharing with her what was going on with him while she was sharing with him Mm -hmm. so he was being vulnerable yeah and he Mm -hmm. and he was it was like a two-way street not a one-way street and he was saying well why did I say that I thought that was too harsh let me reframe that Mm -hmm. so and that's when she really started progressing in her healing because he was doing that with her yeah So I thought that was so powerful, man. What an awesome book. I'm telling you, everybody read that book, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, but disclaimer, the abuse part in the beginning is really triggering. And I actually had to put it down because my heart started racing and I was like, Oh my God, you know, and I'm an empath and, Yeah. You know, like you're in it. I had to put it down for a day, but I literally read that book in five days. I put it down for a day. I picked it back up and I'm so glad I stuck with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wendy, it's been such a joy talking to you and meeting you. And can you tell the audience how they can find you and where to get your books?
1: great yes you can find all my books on cawpublishing.com that's the website that i have that has all of my books my uh my novel series and all my uh picture books as well and you can see a little bit more about me there i uh, and see all the fun you know the fun books that i've created
0: Well, Wendy, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you. I'm very glad to be here, Tina. This has been great. Wonderful conversation.
0: Yes, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Okay. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218. Or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E. Thank you for listening you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinnieclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook, and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.